0: Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo, and Jim Rodriguez. And like the prodigal
1: son returning, yes, my guys, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo are back from their sojourn around this great world. I'm merely Jim Rodriguez and welcome. To another smoky treat edition of the Cigar Snob Magazine podcast. Hey, little boys, how are you? I don't know about merely
2: Jim Rodriguez. He's got a lot of bling on his wrist. (laughs) He's got a ton of of bling, and he came with major excitement. Church. No, no, just, just you no, know. No, the other one. This whole oh, thing. Oh, this
1: whole thing? No no, 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 Somebody, see, this is why you can't fall asleep at the barbershop, because I'll just take that thing right off of you. There. Yep.
3: So. Yep. So that's good. That's good. I love the energy that he brought in today. Claro. I, it. kind of, I think Yami hit him with like six cafecitos back to back to back to back. <laughs> she saw me dragging butt when
1: I walked in, and she though you need about nine cafecitos. So you to so need some help. Yami's gonna take care of me, and listen, we're gonna take care of you on another amazing smoky treat session here on the Cigar Snob Magazine podcast. We're getting into the bourbon again. Mm, this, is, this is already Christmas has come early. Santa got my letter. It's going to be good times. One of my favorite people in the cigar business, Michael Herklotz, is going to be with us. That's right. From uh, Fede Otego. Yeah, uh, it's 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 an amazing story he's an amazing guy and he just everything about the dude the guy's just like the most handsomest guy in the world he's always well a guy, a guy like wakes up in slow motion everything he does is like in slow motion that's it's, it's, i have a little bit of a man crush on <laughs> I, I see mind. that i, I see know. that plus we're gonna have your emails during our x's and o's segment and of course a very awesome little smoky treat but first jasper the
0: If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto. The La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one and tell them Jasper sent you.
1: I'll tell you what, you know, with, with the holidays always floating around, you know, or any, anytime you get invited to one of those office potlucks, I'm going to get Jasper to make me that chili, con, chili car- con queso, right? Chili con carne, no?
3: He said chili con queso. Yeah,
1: oh, well, well, well chili we'll, con we'll, queso. Well, I'll bring, I'll bring, <laughs> I'll bring the 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 carne. He can bring the the, the queso. Maybe we'll have some arroz. But arroz, but that's, well, that's a whole different story. Oh, and, and Bobby, carne. Did you see Jasper out there? I think Jasper's been 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 working out. Working out. He's been he was, he was flexing when he, he was picking stuff up for, for Chente the horse. I was like, man, I, I got to get into the gym. Everybody's looking way too fit around here at cigars now. But listen, I know. Listen, back to our boy Michael Herklotz. He uh, as probably one of the most impressive rebrands in the cigar business, and Mr. Calvino, we are smoking
0: one of his sticks, Caballeros K. fumon.
3: Thank you, Jasper. I think uh, Jimmy Jimmy tried to tried to do your job, so A I think, bit. you know that that's part of the problem why <laughs> you and Jasper always have beef. You, you try to take it I, I respect you know, my elders. All right.
1: But what I mean, man? He's a grouchy dude, man. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Grouchy.
3: Well, anyway. Do you kiss your mother with that mouth? So we are smoking the Timeless Limited 10 Years. So unbelievable. 10 years that the Timeless brand right? was released originally, uh, as we mentioned earlier, by Nat Sherman a long time ago, 10 years ago. And uh, and now it's owned by Fede Mike Mike Herklotz and Brendan Scott's company. And so, this is celebrating their 10 years. It's made at the Quesada factory in the Dominican Republic. Uh, it has a Dominican wrapper, Dominican binder, Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. Uh, there's, this is a limited edition. So, and you can take a look at it there. Uh, we just rated it in the magazine. Uh, good rating. You can, you can pick up the magazine to see what rating it got. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but in the meantime, MSRP is 1850. Uh, again only twenty five hundred ten count boxes of this were made wow so it's i mean it, it is a high price point eighteen fifty but but again, it is a limited cigar you only you 're only going to get it once it 's made with this blend of tobaccos and that 's it after that it 's done uh by the way it 's only available in one size and it 's kind of an in between size it 's mm-hmm. a five and three quarter by fifty four so almost a toro right and almost so almost a six by sixty but not quite Five and three quarter by fifty four. Uh, it's actually a really nice size. You know, it for, for you, it kind of appeals to the guy who wants the ring gauge of a of a sixty, like you, Jimmy, that you like those. Mm-hmm. But but it's also not so thick that you know a guy like me who doesn't like those six by sixties can still enjoy it, right? And uh, and so it's got a little bit more length than a robusto, but not quite a, as a toro. So yeah, it's an interesting in between size. You don't you don't get a lot of that, right? Like there's a lot of companies that do like a five and a half by fifty two. That's that's kind of uh, as in between as it gets. But this one goes in between the in between, so it's kind of an interesting size. Uh, and we're gonna talk to Mike uh, in a little bit at the at uh, you know when we do the share a smoke segment. I see that you have a man crush. <laughs> that is evident. Uh, a, a lot of people do, right? Because Mike Mike almost lives with a photographer. Doesn't he? And he always like he always looks good. He's never out of focus. Mike there's never a hair out of place. Mike a very fashionable guy. I remember when I first met Mike. It must have been like 15 years ago. Uh, we were at Pro Cigar, and so there's this. So he he is short in stature, right? And uh, and so I'm at Pro Cigar. Pro Cigar is the Dominican. We don't Republic's we don't
1: say short. We say vertically unenhanced.
3: Okay. <laughs> I know. Okay. So. Uh, so we're at Pro Cigar. Pro Cigar is the Dominican Republic's uh, cigar fe- annual, annual cigar festival. And so I'm there. All these people speak my language, right? I speak Spanish. The Dominican Republic, I feel very comfortable. And there is this dude, this this short <laughs> Americano, right? Uh, and he's, he's they're treating him as if he is literally part of the family. When I say I'm not using the word literally like by mistake, no, he... He's with Manolo Quesada. He's with Raquel. He's with Pachi. Like the, He is part of their family. I know these people. I get along with them, but I'm not part of their family. Right. He is like embedded. <laughs> and I'm like, who is this dude? And so I asked Raquel, I'm like, can you, who is this gentleman? Because I don't know him. Right. With, with the pinky ring. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, very well dressed, but, but again, and very confident. Right. Because yeah, he carries himself very confidently. And so she's like, Mike? You don't know Mike? I was like, no. It, again, this was early on in the Cigar Snob days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it turns out at that time, Mike was running the, uh, the Davidoff, uh, Davidoff of Geneva Madison Avenue store. Gotcha. So he was running that store.
1: You know, over at NYC in New York,
3: right? Yep, yep. On Madison Avenue. And, um, at, but I had never been to that store. Even though I had lived in, in New York for several years, I was always at Barclay Rex. Those were kind of my stores. And so, so I'd never, I'd never met him and there's this guy and, but you know what? I thought he seems, he seems like he's, he's going to be a pain, right? (laughs) He seems arrogant or something. And, and so Raquel introduces me, the guy ends up being the coolest freaking guy, right? Just buena gente. We got, we hit it off immediately. You know, a few weeks later, I was visiting him in New York and hung out at Madison Avenue and it's that we've been, we've been tied ever since. You see? You see? He's a great dude. Great, great dude. I think you guys are going to love listening to You see? I know my you're, people.
2: You're a good judge. I know my people. He is a good guy. And so we, we featured him a couple times in the magazine. We did. We did we've,
3: a great story that Nicky Jimenez wrote. Uh, what was it called? Uh, and the Beat Goes On. Because he he was a drummer. Oh. He's like a classically... No, not class A jazz drummer. So he studied at... Uh, was it Berkeley or no? Oh, wow. No, no, crazy. no, Berkeley. Maybe, Berkeley, Berkeley maybe music. Maybe Juilliard. Yeah, oh. I don't remember which one. But he studied at a at a at a good music school.
2: Like he's a serious drummer. Dude was a Renaissance man. Yeah, we and, and, I, I, well, and dresser because I think we've done a fashion piece. We him yeah, too. We did. Oh, no yeah, doubt,
3: no doubt. So if Jim had a man crush before, I think we've only like, we cranked it up to eleven now. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I think I've gone from George Clooney to to Michael Herkles. to Michael Herkles, so, There but, you go. But that's yeah, but that, that's a story for a different time. So I'll, I'll, I may just have to show up. The, you know, I, I might. You know, I, I usually dip out during the interview segment. Let you guys do your thing and hang out with. Uh, I may stick around this with, one with Chente and, and Jasper out there. You know, you know. But
3: I might hang out with this one. So so listen. So, so, yeah. Tell me what you guys. So you know, think so about we're, the cigar. we're
1: smoking the limited edition here. The the and the first thing. First of all, you know me. I love the bands, and I, I've always said this about the timeless. It looks like an old nineteen. 19- 1920s clock, like an old 1920s wristwatch. You know, I, I think that was the idea. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, you know, kind of brown and gold are the are the are the color schematics uh, with, with some white for the lettering. And I guess you know, Ivan, you what what is, what is your taste on this thing? Because again, it, it is like Eric said, it's it's in
2: between. Um, I'm curious to see how how it's how it started for you. So, I think what what the size does to it, since you you can. Get a little bit more tobacco in there than your regular Toro. Um, I think it—it's already a very creamy smoke right from the beginning. You know, it's not overpowering. It's not harsh. It has a lot of like, has some sweetness to it. It's like Definitely. a very like nice Dominican like flavor profile. But then with the added tobacco, I mean it, that just enhances the creaminess. You know, to me so far. Again, okay? so it's like a nice cool, uh, very like. Complex smoke because you can get some more tobacco in there, and uh, I mean it, it's a limited cigar that's very very nice.
3: Yeah, I, I think the the two words that I'm pulling out of uh, of what you said there is the creaminess because it is it is nothing if not creamy, mm-hmm. but also complex. And it's true, you know the favorite the flavors are are very like nuanced flavors. There's no and there's no there's no note going. Way overboard, above everything else. So it's very much imbalance. It's just a, a really well blended cigar, and and you don't expect anything less from a guy like Mike because Mike thinks about these things in the way that uh, you know that you would that you would hope, right? He gets he he is a pain about it. Like he's at the factory, he makes it a point to go mm-hmm. to the factory and taste uh, when they're rolling his uh, cigars, right? Because factories, especially when it's not your own factory, like in this case. Right like a factory is not Feyootego's own factory, so they make different cigars for different people, so uh, so you're gonna start making hours next week, all right, I'm there right right, and, and so he's very serious about it, he's very deliberate about about what they do with the tobacco, where each tobacco lands inside of the cigar is very important to him, and so yeah, I think uh I think the and the like I said, very creamy it's got it's got a little bit of of that like that uh, herbal there's like a touch of like herbal I, in the background i
2: wrote it down i wrote the, like yeah. a, a slight like grassiness almost yeah
3: there's a little herbal thing in the background but then there's a sweetness almost like a honey like of sweetness and i wrote that too uh, yeah and then the spice it's not really peppery not right. not peppery but there is a touch of spice again just to keep it in balance so i think it's a really well well-made cigar uh really well crafted in every way, so
1: and when you Good. retrohale this thing, then you really i mean it's an explosion of of everything you guys were saying and and for me, I think the first thing that came to me, the word was luxurious i mean forget just just because of the of the branding of of the labels and stuff like that, but it just feels, because again it's a, it's a, it's an in between cigar, so it's so you're like it feels like something you've never had or it's maybe different to the touch and and it's feisty i mean maybe maybe. Maybe complex is the word, but it's also feisty. Like when I when I lit it up, I was like, okay, it's very it's very creamy, it's very nice, but it's also
3: yeah, it's still again, it's, it's, it's in balance. It yeah, also sure. has the I mean, it, it doesn't of it punch. doesn't
1: overpower you, but it, there's definitely a hey, oh okay, you know the the. Yeah. The presence has been announced, so to speak, and, and it's really good. But I think for me it's it's luxury and that retrohale is amazing. Oh, you get that grassy, you get that, that herb sort of uh what you guys were talking about and the creaminess. I mean I'm always down for a creamy cigar.
3: It's just uh, it's unbelievable. Cool, man. So, I, so
1: what I do you do with this cigar? When do you like them? I mean, you can light it up anytime, but like, like.
3: Yeah, it really is an anytime I mean, is cigar. It, it's just a. Is the this a golf
1: point. course? Is this. Is this no, I, don't cause, think cause
3: so. I don't think you want to so, waste it I think on a that golf with, course. With a cigar this complex, if you're asking me, I would smoke this indoors if possible, right? You're smoking this outdoors, uh, you're not going to be able to get all of those aromas that we're talking about, right? It's just, it's very hard. When a cigar is that nuanced, where everything is kind of like painted with like a, like a, a brush, right? Mm-hmm. Every, every one of those little flavor notes is, is painted on. So finally, you kind of need you know, uh, to be indoors so that you can get all of the aromas. You retrohale it, the smoke is in the air, and you kind of get more of that. Yeah, I think you'd lose a lot if you smoked this on a golf course well, or, outso- or outdoors in general.
1: I'll tell you what, I think you have segued very nicely into our X's and O's. So segment. I get paid the big
3: bucks, buddy. My
1: goodness.
0: X's and O's.
1: So let's get into our X's and O's. Let's do it. And uh the question today um comes from our buddy Tony, who's in Nashville out in Music City, the Batman building. You know the Batman building they got there? They have a building that looks like Batman's mask with the little, with the little not horns, but the little things no, that I Batman has. No, I don't. Check it out. Dude, look up Nashville and look up Batman building, and okay. it, it's it's crazy. So so Tony he writes to us and he says, "Hey guys, my question is with something as subjective as flavors, pro, flavor profiles, and palettes, it is a challenge to write reviews in a way that are broad enough to get your point across to the masses while being informative to the connoisseur. What's your process?" for reviewing thanks and keep on with the smoky treats ah tony now we can tell you he's a, he's a real he's a real one he's tony, a real one
3: tony knows what he's doing
1: uh, tony tony may be in pr he may be in marketing i think so because yeah he got he
3: got me i'm like yeah hi, tony yeah, yeah yeah so to give you guys some yeah, background, some background here. yeah so we get a bunch of questions every week we get questions every time we ask for questions you guys have been awesome about submitting them and so we had a bunch of questions to choose from. Um, so I send you guys the questions, mm-hmm. and you guys respond. Well, yeah, you know that's a good question. That one's an okay question. But as soon as Jim read <laughs> that Tony used Smoky Treats, his line, his his, his tagline, right? Uh, he was like, "I think that's a question we're gonna read." I was like really, Jim? <laughs> if you're, because ask, if you're asking
1: treatment. me, if you're asking me, I, and by the way, the T-shirts are coming. The T-shirts are. Yeah. We got to get the Smoky Treat T-shirts
3: now. That's it. Now wait, Now you've forced me to do it. That's it. That's it. Uh, but Thanks, anyway, Tony. but also, Tony, your question is a good one. And it's one that comes from it, it sounds like you're a guy who who has tried to, you know, put put down some notes and flavor profiles of cigars that you smoke, because otherwise you would have never uh, stumbled upon this particular conundrum, which is something that we deal with in the magazine. Right. When we when we give flavor notes in the magazine, we are very conscious of that. Of what he's asking about, right? Mm-hmm. Of making those notes make sense to a- anyone, right? Like we, we, our, our flavor notes, we want them to to make sense to a guy who, you know, who has had a decent food, right? And and who knows a little bit, but but not get so esoteric that you know, like we're not saying. Beluga caviar <laughs> or or this cigar has notes of sandalwood because no one knows right what sandalwood smells like right, oh. or I wouldn't tell you teak because although I've been on boats I've never dunked down to the floor and <laughs> smelled the teak right so uh so we're trying to we try to keep the notes the, the those comments about the flavors we try to make make them accessible uh and understandable to most people, but like you asked uh while still being sophisticated enough that a connoisseur can still use them as well. And that's a fine line because you can get really goofy with it, right? You can get, you can start Madagascar vanilla. I'm sorry. Most people you, you give, you smell vanilla from the one that you buy at Publix and then you smell Madagascar vanilla and it's, come on, it's really hard to tell the difference. Is that a thing? That is a thing. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, I think you can say I mean, coffee. how are you going to keep
1: them on the farm when they've seen Carl Hungus, right? Yeah. Big Lebowski reference. That's right.
3: Everybody. Big Lebowski. Oh. So, uh, you know, you can, in terms of like coffee, right? hmm uh-huh. you, you can't get too crazy with, this smells like, you know, lightly roasted Kona bean coffee versus Arabica bean. Oh, okay. No. Right, no. Right. It tastes like, you know, it smells like Black American coffee being brewed. Or it, sm- or it tastes like espresso in, in your on your palate. Right, and so that's a that's a great question. I, obviously, I can go on on and on about that. And, and what Evan, what I, do you think, I, Ivan? I,
1: I wanted to, I wanted to jump in real quick, uh, kind of related to this as well, because I think a lot of it is also to get those notes, to get those smells and those tastes. Does it make a difference whether you're smoking indoors or outdoors? Because some, because Eric touched on it and and it kind of lit up a, a light bulb with me. Like, so you would appreciate a cigar more indoors than you would outdoors. Do you do like a conscience effort? Like, oh, I somebody gave me this. Maybe I shouldn't smoke this indoors.
2: Maybe I want to be more outdoors with it. I mean, that's a very broad spectrum, you know? Mm-hmm. Because some outdoor settings could be absolutely perfect, you know. Wind yes. has, you know, wind would affect yep. your smoking experience. The heat, yeah. The heat. It, you know, there's a lot of things. So I mean, some some outdoor settings are better than others. Sure. Um but in regards to the question, I I'll throw it back to you, Jim. Okay. And I've always said this back from my uh, like my wine uh, sampling days when I took it in college and stuff. I always feel like when you're when you're tasting cigars with people who are um, I'm not going to say knowledgeable because, for example, in this like in this specific example, we were we were tasting the same notes at the same time, right? Yeah, they were almost identical. When you start hearing these these flavor notes while you're smoking, it they should like kind of like resonate and like bring something back. And the more you do that, the more you're able to pick up these flavors. One hundred percent. Yeah, there's some flavors that are more prominent than others. Like in, for example, I, you know, like in wines, you always pick up. You know, the acidity is always there. You'll have tannins. You'll have you know like fruit. Um, in cigars, I, there's also some flavor notes that are always present, like the peppers are all, for the most part, you know, there you'll, you'll get like peppers and, some wood amount of and it. like, it, it, there'll be some amount of it. So what you're doing is you're trying to, trying to see what degree those flavor notes are there, if they're in balance. And then if there's anything else that's, you know, adding to the complexity of the cigar.
3: Yeah, I think, um, I think that's, that's a very good way to put that. Also, the uh, the question he asks is about the. Uh, he also said, "And what is your process for reviewing?" I don't want to leave that untouched. So we rate we rate cigars blind every time. So we get we have five five different panelists, and each one gets gets the cigar with this label taken off, and we have our own in house label that Yami puts on it uh, with a code, and then only she knows what what cigar is what. And so we'll smoke we'll get one uh, Ziploc bag that'll have usually around six or seven cigars, again, unbanded of the same size or close enough, right? Again, sometimes you have uh, a Toros and they're all six by 50, six by 52, and then there'll be one that's five and a half by 50, but for the most part, very similar similar size and similar profile or similar wrapper. And so that's how that's how we do that. And only the only the top six of what's in the bag. Sometimes there would be as many as nine in the bag, mm. uh, but only the top six make the page.
1: Mm.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a lot of smoking. <laughs> I'm thinking, boy, that's a mm. good time head. Well, the friend. interesting thing is, it's a lot of smoking of. Now, do you finish the whole cigar,
1: or do you do no, you say,
3: okay, I've got halfway through, I get it? Well, some sometimes, you know, the cigars that don't make the page, they were if they're so bad. That you don't want to keep smoking it, right? mm-hmm. that says everything we needed to know, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll try, uh, but usually at around the halfway mark, uh, a little past halfway, you, you've you've got already a pretty good sense. Sometimes if the cigar is really good, you you keep smoking it, right? <laughs> right, because it's really good, and and so and that factors into to your overall experience of sure. the cigar, right? So you say no, this cigar was really good, and then you know halfway through you're like. Yeah, but I'm done, you know right, that that right. says something. So we want to know that as well. Um, and so the uh, the interesting thing is tasting cigars blind, and and all of them are similar. That gives you a very interesting reference point sure. when you're when you're smoking because you're you're comparing to its peers at least in this group. Now, do you guys smoke them in the same room, or is it, is it everybody's? No, doing everybody their own thing? everybody does it on their own. Sometimes we'll do it together, like Ivan and I, because we're, we're both here in the office. And sometimes we'll smoke the same, the same cigar. Hey, let's grab whatever, number three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, and we'll do that. But for the most part, I would say 95% of cigars, you're smoking them on your own. And then just just sending me the notes. I like that. So, I yeah. Like that. So, that, that's, that's how that happens. Uh, it, it's a ton of work. I know that it sounds like, oh, boo-hoo-hoo, right? <laughs> but when you're smoking as a, as a job it's very different than smoking for pleasure right because you're being you're
2: being told what to smoke <laughs> right? But if you do it right and it's not a bag full of like timeless like limited 10 year olds correct right, correct. Not, right. <laughs> not, if it was then it would be awesome sure
3: yeah <laughs> <But> all, <laughs> all, all the cigars are fantastic no they're not And they're not. you get it
1: down you start smoking your your fingernails it's so good so then they're good yeah Well, thank you, Tony. And a reminder that if there's a cigar question you'd like answered, well, you can submit it to questions at cigarsnobmag.com. That's questions at cigarsnobmag.com. And if we read and answer your question, what happens?
3: You get a Cigar Snob Swag Pack. So, uh, Tony, your pack is going to be mailed out shortly. I forget the name of the gentleman from the last one, but his is on the way. So thank you, guys. Keep those coming for sure. Uh, We really appreciate it. Don't think any question is a dumb question. If Jim thinks it's dumb, he won't read it. So don't worry about that. <laughs> no. that's about yes, it. You I'm won't be ashamed for thing. it. And listen, Tony, go to the Batman building. Take a picture of, of smoking a, a, a
1: stogie and, and and with your cigar snob stuff. Go to the Batman building so these boys can can see what I'm talking about.
3: The only thing I've seen in Nashville is is uh, bachelorette parties and honky tonk bars. Well, that's, that's about it.
1: That's all there is. That's, I mean, it's all, and, that's and, all you need. And
3: Nashville hot chicken.
1: That's it. Oh, I gotta have the hot chicken. Gotta have that and, and, and hockey because you know Nashville and hockey are Ooh,
2: yeah are one in the same. <laughs> so, are you guys besides the hockey? Are you guys watching any soccer?
3: Oh, I'm you know that I'm all in on World Cup. You know that World that's, Cup time. I, and-
1: I'm I'm watching and gambling and and Ooh. sports investing. Jim, hey, I like that sports, sports investing. Sports investing.
2: investing. That, 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 that's how you sell it to Uncle Sam. Jim's our in-house handicapper <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. for those that don't know, he runs his own little, yeah, his own little well, sports thing we, here. We have we have some fun. We
1: have some uh, c- combining, you know, bourbons,
2: cigars, and sports gambling. Oh, come on, not nah, bad. Man. So the other thing that I like to combine is whatever. Like for example, if you're in a Mexican restaurant, I like to drink Mexican beer. If, if you're mm-hmm. in a you know, an Italian restaurant, I like to have some Italian wine. Or grappa. Or grappa. Oh. Why not pair up with a some soccer, a nice Brazilian cigar, especially if Brazil is playing, huh? I love that idea. It's
1: always a good bet that
2: Brazil is going to be playing. Of course.
3: Always a good bet. Man, they look so good. Not, the, U, not the US. Though. By the time this comes out, probably World Cup will be over, but my God, they've looked good.
2: It's the jogo bonito, jogo bonito, oh, there you go. do nascimento. So I have the perfect cigar for you. It's the new Villiger do Brasil. Ah. Handcrafted entirely from the finest Brazilian tobaccos, Villager's new do Brasil shines the spotlight on the unique characteristics of tobacco grown in the legendary, legendary Bahia region, <laughs> one of the most fertile regions of Brazil. Known for the cultivation of oranges, sugar cane, and coffee, this region is also known for another top class product, fine tobacco. Ooh. Villiger cigars harvest their own tobacco here in their company-owned fields, and only the best torcedores, torcedores are selected to roll these puros elaborately by hand. The Villiger do Brasil is truly a luxury product for demanding aficionados. As the company's chairman, Heinrich Villiger emphasizes, we control the entire manufacturing process to guarantee excellent quality from the tobacco seeds to the perfect cigar. The Villager do Brazil is offered in two different wrappers, a Maduro and a Connecticut, named the Claro. Uh, The Maduro line is covered in an alluring Arapiraca wrapper and offers a robust medium medium full body with strong aromas and bold flavors of leather, fruit, cocoa, and espresso bean. Cloaked in an elegant Bahia-grown Connecticut seed wrapper, the Villager do Brazil Claro offers a satisfying medium body with robust aroma and flavors of sweet cedar, coffee, and pepper. The calado is a refined smoke with exotic, eye-opening character. The Villiger do Brazil is offered in both Robusto and Toro sizes. So if you find yourself looking for the perfect cigar to watch a World Cup action or any other occasion you'd love a great smoke, reach for the Villager do Brazil. Go out and try one today.
1: With ah, well, a nice caipirinha too, then you're oh, good. Very well, nice. Look at
2: that, busting I mean, out the old uh,
1: Brazil. Well, listen, one day when you guys are older, I'll tell you about my... Uh, my, my caipirinha story about checking into a hotel in Rio. I think it's about time we heard here because we're old it's, enough. It's a, it's, it's a little dirty, but, <laughs> but if, you, if if y'all are game, I'm game too. But, oh, you know, no. what, one day, one day. We'll go over it in the next production meeting. How's All that? right. We'll go over that in the next production meeting. But listen, good times are ahead. Uh, This cigar is amazing. And now it's time for our perfect pairing.
0: And now, perfect pairings brought to you by Total Wine and More
2: bring out the booze
1: well 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 well
2: we have finally arrived
1: three a lineup of bourbons that just look sensational smells sensational and i'm sure will taste sensational so let's get into this here with uh a b and c so let's start with a And and the first thing is man it is dark huh
3: yeah, this is it's a dark a, sucker. To use your uh, your terminology, you're, <laughs> you're not, not, getting the job. The, yeah, not getting the job. Yeah, <laughs> you
1: turn this in as a sample of the job. You ain't getting the job, brother.
3: <laughs> wow. No, yeah, I mean they, they may have like a round of applause <laughs> or like somebody,
1: <laughs> They're like, well,
3: I don't know what you've done, but
1: but let me know what let me know what you're doing next Friday. <laughs> is there
3: gonna anything be here.
2: special about these bourbons? I mean, are they?
3: No, they they are. Uh,
2: they're just they're bourbons.
3: They're I think they're all relatively uh higher priced okay. bourbons? I think right. that's that's all I know.
2: No, cuz we usually go into like more like niche yeah, classifications, we, yeah, but this is just general very good bourbon.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: And into the and how are we how are we do into the nose, Ivan? It's
2: fierce, bold, caramel, you know, sweet alcohol.
3: I, I, yeah, definitely the alcohol comes through and uh and and there's like a almost like a raw white oak, right? Like you know, like uh, Tony, there's your, your. I know, I know, we but were, when, we're talking about your bourbon Ma- now. Madaga- you sure it's not from Madagascar? No, it's just it's like new, new oak, this like is, as opposed to charred. Oak. This is this is this is Hialeah
1: chocolate.
4: You guys <laughs> are a couple of well. <laughs> this is
1: this is Fort Fort Myers uh Fort Myers wheat Fort Myers water. Yeah, <laughs> let's see. Mm, so smells delicious. Let's let's let, let's get in here.
2: I do. It is okay. Yeah.
3: Why did you give me a hard time about it when you knew that it was very okay? <laughs> no, it because
1: is, we because we cause, you know, because
2: we because we, we love you. Yeah. So, mm. I'm going to bring something wow. up here. Delicious. Yeah. I, I Delicious. was recently, listen to this, Jim. I up. was recently in Mexico City oh. for a Casa 1910 experience. I mean, it was a wonderful week-long event where the folks at Casa Nineteen Ten Cigars wine us, dined us, love it. It was amazing. I mean, they took us to the best restaurants, gave us amazing cigars, and it was it was a great, great time. It looked like an amazing time. <laughs> it was. Um, so I was with um, their master blender. Um, his name is Manolo Santiago. Okay. Okay, and he 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 showed me how to how he does pairings when he goes out goes around and I think he used he had like a post with like Avano's for a while yeah, so he, he, did he, work had, with did, he did a lot of this like around the world and he told me again because we're always talking about should we sip it first or should we right. smoke first he had a very interesting take on, on how you should do this so he goes all right follow me he goes take a deep very big drag of the cigar and hold all the smoke in your mouth and hold it there for like five seconds and then once five seconds we can do all the do this at the same time as soon as i'm done explaining okay so you take this one big drag hold it in your mouth for five seconds and then release it and then take a sip of your bourbon but try to just try for it to just land in your stomach don't
3: just uh, do not stop. Just pass, go, collect 200.
2: Correct. Yeah. Correct. So straight to the street. O-
1: almost like doing a shot. Almost like
3: doing a shot. But not the try, whole thing. Try just for it not
2: to touch any part of your esophagus while it's going down.
3: <laughs> Those are not his words. No. <laughs> that was you and Belichick. <laughs>
2: But then immediately after the, the heat from the alcohol, mm-hmm. blow it kind of like out. Yeah, let it, out let your it mouth. Come up, yeah. Let it come up, and then with that, use that to, to get the lingering smoke that was in your mouth to oh see how it's burning. Yeah, that's that sounds uh, that sounds sexy when I do F it, right? Yeah, there, let's American.
1: do it. Let's oh, do it. Okay. Ready? All right. So, so we do we, we do the puffy puff for five. Here we go.
2: Now how's that working? Holy cow. It's different, right? It's different. It,
3: it takes a second and then when it comes up.
2: Yeah, it's very it's interesting. It's different. I'm gonna do it again. I think the smoke isn't lingering enough. Yeah. Cause it's not like a
3: what I take on that when it when the uh when the spirit came back up, I, all I got was the spirit.
2: I didn't I didn't get the I would I would blow it out your nose you know after you have it in your mouth, don't blow it directly out your mouth, blow it out your nose and try it
3: well, especially with a, this particular bourbon it has
2: so such- what
1: I don't
3: like about this method is that there's a lot of uh, dead air <laughs> that's five seconds of. Yeah,
1: and this is—I can only imagine somebody sitting in a bar, and I'm not. And plus, Manolo is—is is the man for this,
2: but—but but I just feel like if you saw somebody doing that at a bar, you'd be like, "What's that guy doing over there?" It, it's the equivalent of like gargling the wine, right? I wouldn't do it, but it yeah. does, at least it's a good or conversation. of slurping your ramen. But it does—it does make the. But I will more tell you this: with this
1: particular bourbon, I'm—I'm I'm curious to use the other two that we have. This thing has such heat this particular that word, comes right that back it up. comes right back up and it just kind of stays there Yeah, it, it's it just nice.
2: kind of coats your whole otherwise, esophagus and your mouth otherwise really, if you if you slosh it around in your mouth it just burns your entire palate mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: no but you know i think i just want to just want to come back to our standard way of doing it mm-hmm. also because it works well these two work well together in the normal way of doing it i think that by going into this other dimension of tasting, <laughs> very interesting, and i I don't know if this is the combination to do that with, uh, but it's it is very interesting to do it that way. I mean, these I think the heat
1: that this bourbon generates is great. You know, you take the puff, enjoy it, and then that thing just kind of well, get you a nice a nice bed.
3: Well one one note is uh, we always tell Yami to to. Give us the the spirits in ascending order mm-hmm. of uh, alcohol content. So, so what what's coming next? So if this is this hot, uh, yeah, I can only imagine what the level of alcohol is for C. Well,
1: are we, are we ready for B? Let's go B. Because you can't get to C unless
2: you get to B. How are you with bourbon? Well, I Because you bourbon. always tell me. Uh, I, that's I'm a, a, I'm I'm a, a bourbon says, guy. He says the same shit I've heard.
1: <laughs> that's my jam. That's my jam. <laughs> that's what I drink. Hey, I've got to, I literally have the t-shirt that says bourbon and cigars. So I will I will wear that the next. Show. Then it's well, official. Can we
3: can we uh, say where we are with a? Like, did we? I liked it. Yeah, well, you guys downed it.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, for me, I was concerned with the amount of heat that generates at the end, but it doesn't. It doesn't affect the cigar. The cigar. The cigar, cigar, the cigar up stands it. up to it, and and it's at least through the first bourbon. It's they are hand in hand. They they are, they complement each
3: other very well. Actually, you know, like I just I just did it. The whiskey, the bourbon, it uh, it makes your mouth water a lot, this mm. one. And so, actually works really nice whiskey to cigar.
2: What, where are you at? B? No, I'm still on A. You're still on A?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, we we didn't give A its proper okay. assessment.
2: <laughs> Milking over here. Leave, leave him alone. <laughs> he's, he's doing his thing. All old, right. Let's, let's, Pat Pavlov over let,
1: here. Let's move over to B and- <laughs> Ding! <laughs> so 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 B. First thing, it's a lot. It, it's 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 light. It's more gold, sure. Than than A was.
3: Yeah, I think like B and C. I say was because A is gone. Gone. <laughs> B and C look like the same whiskey in the glass.
2: I got like a floral note.
4: Mm-hmm,
3: you're it's, right. It's a lot less intense on the nose than A was. All right, let's uh, see. It is more caramelly. Let's take a little splash here. Right.
1: Oh, but it's... Very nice. Very very subtle. Very lighter, subtle. Very l- lighter, subtle. It's
3: lighter, more delicate.
2: That's right? nice. Closer to like a scotch.
3: Yeah, that's really nice. And, and less over-the-top oaky. Oaky, yeah. This, this is a girl that when you're... This one's
1: a girl when you're kissing, you're looking at her while you're kissing her. You're, oh, you're, you're, you're totally... You know, you're holding now, her and you're looking nah, at her. don't listen to him.
2: Um, <laughs> Don't don't listen.
1: I'm just saying. Nah. I'm I, relating to I'm me. I'm just a player. I just no no crush no, a no, lot. no 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 no. I'm, I'm a player. Er, not an a. Oh,
4: okay.
1: The caipari, caipirinha crusher. A caipirinha. May I have a caipirinha, please? With or without? <laughs> mm.
3: All right. So let what me go. Do, what about with the cigar? Because we're. Uh, I think it goes well.
2: Does it? Yeah. It's like a pairing of equals. It's sm- they're both smooth not overpowering and balanced at first when you're right, I think it was too oaky.
3: Yeah. It's just, you know, I'm always trying to separate the, what I feel personally about the spirit and how I feel that it pairs. And so even though I didn't love, love, love a, because it was too oaky, a little bit out of balance in that way. I did like how it worked with the cigar. That was, that was actually nice.
2: The one thing I don't like about the Manolo method is mm-hmm. you you waste your, your whiskey mm-hmm. much oh, faster. You're, you're, you're crushing it.
3: They're selling <laughs> bottles
1: of whatever it is with the
3: Manolo method.
1: It goes quick. Yeah, I, Manolo I,
3: had maybe has stock in Diageo or something. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know? I, I think the timing of B as a spirit with the cigar is impeccable. It It gets out of its way. The spirit gets out of its way and then it allows you to enjoy the cigar. It's almost, they're they're almost independently working with each other. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah. It, when you go cigar to bourbon, you lose a lot in the bourbon. But when you go bourbon to cigar, not terrible.
1: Right. And, and, and it feels like it kind
3: of gets out of the way. It gets yeah. out of the way. It gets out of the way. It, it kind of gets out of the way too much when you mm-hmm. go cigar to bourbon. Mm-hmm. Right, you lose you lose a lot because it's a very delicate bourbon. It's not. Uh, I don't. I don't know what that is. It's really nice though. Fragile. Nice. It's really nice. I, I'm enjoying it. I
2: don't know if it's can't put my finger on it. Yummy. Can you bring some more out?
0: Sound good to me. Only one way to find after, out is to have more, more C. right?
1: All
0: right. So
2: yeah, it loses it
0: loses
1: everything. It ha- it's like. Well, let me finish it because I don't want it to get jealous since A's all gone. So
2: my belly is warm, right? <laughs> From going straight, <laughs> to my elbows are hot. <laughs> <laughs> from going straight to the, I, I think my, I think my, I think
1: my elbows are sweating. So, no, it's really good. It's a really good bourbon. It's just again, it just it gets it gets out of the way enough for the cigar. Yeah, they don't they don't get in the way of each other. Oh Manolo,
3: <laughs> oh Manolo, hey right. Manolo, <laughs> let's go to see.
1: All right, let's go to C here. First thing, a little darker, almost almost yeah almost the same closer to a.
3: Yeah, I thought they looked the same in the glass, but no, you're right. It is uh, it, it's in between the two. By the way, I had, a lot more intense on the nose.
1: If I had to put on my investigative reporter hat, I, I think B would be the most expensive because Yami didn't exactly give me a, a big pour of B. But you never
3: know, like she, right, because right. she like, doesn't know the price. I was like, Yami, what happened? She just sees bottles. She's like, I know you. We're gonna give you a little she bit. She just sees bottles and alcohol levels. Me too.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, so here's here's C. Uh, again, I don't, I don't get as much on the nose. No, Let's I do.
3: See. I think you have burned everything with the with the Manolo method. <laughs> Coming up on Netflix, the Manolo method.
1: Yeah, I don't. It, it it kind of falls flat on the nose. No, it just kind of for me. Yeah. You're like okay, and don't say. But I think I think it's a, also a result of A and B being so aromatic,
3: especially A. It
2: was all right. So super let's super intense. Let's now. get in the sea here. Let's get a little splash in here. I
3: have to,
2: I have to get my nose hairs into the bourbon <laughs> for me to smell it. <laughs> I have to tickle the bourbon.
1: <laughs> Ooh, oh, yeah. When, 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 I'm sorry.
3: When, the mental picture of that <laughs> when me. I,
1: when, Ivan, when, Ivan the, when I when I When goes to the when, when I goes to the barber. They're like, no, no, leave the leave the nose hairs. I need that for work. I need those, <laughs> I need those for work. The ear, okay, take those. But the nose, no, I need those.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> De madre, clearly the bourbon's kicking in. Everybody, yeah. All right, so listen, I, I, this is delicious. This is like biting into like an apple or something. It's so it just explodes.
3: You're right? It has like a like a crispness to
1: it. Right? Mm. that's nice. This is like this is like a a nice Sunday brunch. When you're going to meet the in-laws, and you're like, "All right, let's see who these people
2: are," you know. Oh, let's see good. who these people.
1: <laughs> let's see who these people are.
2: <laughs> these people who produce this wait till lady. They, wait till they get a load of me.
3: Wait till they get a load
1: of me. Yeah, I got a wedding I'm planning. So, my goodness, it's not mine. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The the, the, the kid big, already? The, the big girl. She she went. She brought yeah. she came down from Baltimore and she picked the she said yes to the dress oh. and then we saw the venue and congratulations, oh boy. Man. Congrats, Imagine, dude. January twenty four. Awesome. So we got a lot of sports bets to make from here.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> a lot of podcasts to record. <laughs> better hit on that Brazil bet. <laughs> no, kidding. no kidding. So you can't you can't win anything better Bo- in Brazil.
1: Boda bonito. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the timeless, and then I'm gonna do the.
2: I'm still trying to assess the whiskey because we've been is, talking. So this is this is very very different. This is very unique. It doesn't even taste like a bourbon. Really, it's great, but
1: I feel when you when you take a puff, it kind of kills the crispness of the bourbon. This this to me feels like it's. It's a brunch. It's it's so
3: crisp. It's so flavorful. You don't want it to get anything in the way of it. I think you're right. Uh, it it doesn't have those traditional bourbon caramel notes, right? Those cinnamon notes it doesn't have that. So it, it is. You're right. There's something interesting there. It's not. It's exactly not. It's not it, that
2: it's bad. It's no, just no. It's great. It's just yeah. I don't think it works with a cigar. I'm, I'm, B is. My favorite so far,
3: but with the cigar as well. Yeah, you didn't think it lost too much? No, okay. Like, I get a little bit of that bourbon on the nose, but it's also like really astringent. Like, I feel my mouth puckering up from the like the tannins, like the oak tannin.
2: If you ashed in it, maybe you get some of the more flavors, Mm. like I did.
3: That's a pro. That's a pro tip. Pro don't tip. worry about that. It's
1: all good. It's all good. No, I mean the bourbon itself is delicious. It is
2: delicious. I've I don't. Had, I don't think it's the highest proof one. Doesn't taste like
3: right. That. I mean, it feels like A was, but A was a monster and a good. But, way. I mean that in a good way. A was a monster. But maybe she throws a curveball too. I mean, you never know. All right, it's time. It's it's time
1: for the reveal. No, let's go. Let's do All it. right, yummy. Make it happen. Okay. All right, Yami
2: is here, and it's time for the big reveal. Ooh, ooh, that's a great lineup. I can see it from here.
3: Great lineup, huh? All right, <laughs> a great lineup. lineup. huh? <laughs> I see the look in your eye, you buzz boy. <laughs> All right, number—I oh, mean, A right? Garrison Brothers Small Batch Bourbon Whiskey, forty percent alcohol. So that's a that's a Texas bourbon. Texas straight bourbon whiskey, forty seven percent alcohol. All right, this bottle is really cool. When you pour it, it goes clack clack click click click, click glug, 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 glug. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. So this is B Will it Bourbon, 47% alcohol.
2: Look at that. You get that? Is that the most expensive one? No. Nope.
3: Ready? See. Colon- colonel. Colonel Colonel, colonel, colonel. H. Taylor. Small batch. Okay. That was good. Thank you. That's it? Yeah. 50% alcohol. Oh, here you go. Yeah, that's, that's right. a really good bourbon. All right. Bottled Thank you, in guys. bond. Thank you,
1: Jam. Thank you, amigo. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I've heard of Garrison Brothers. I've actually heard of them out in
3: Texas. Well, listen. Uh, what the, is this, Danny Willett?
2: Tell me about this. Danny. Danny Willett. Danny Willett is a golfer. Well, first of all, the, the bottle the, itself yeah, is amazing. It's, like, it's amazing. Just like amazing. A it's a conversation still, piece. Yeah. This is
1: something you want to have in your bar, right? Just to just the people who go, yes, so what is that?
2: Or your SM room.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hang on. Let's let, let's just let's as we say in the comedic <laughs> world, let it just sit there.
3: Let it sit there. Yeah. And scene.
1: Okay. Well, let's see. So, all right. So, where are we then? Uh, where what so works that, best with the uh, with the uh, Ferio Tego?
3: So, I I really like the way that a like made your mouth water and then made the cigar better going you know whiskey to cigar. So I I really like that. I also. On its own, I know I even didn't love it, but I thought on its own, C was really nice.
2: No, I mean I didn't not like it, and I usually I like to go for like those unique, you know, like flavor profiles that that stray away from like what your typical like bourbon or tequila or whatever. And I think that fits the bill. It didn't taste like your typical like over the top, oaky you know caramel type it was but
3: very much imbalance
2: imbalance like the caramel wasn't high nice. it, was, no, no, it, was it was like, it
3: was, like it was barely great. imperceptible yeah it was very interesting mm. but you know, i think that's probably the most expensive bottle in the bunch i don't know i'm not sure
1: well i would say if, if i if if you needed to smoke it i think with a's is the one to go i think you go with the garrison brothers mm. because i think it's this cigar has got punched this cigar has got Testicular fortitude, Ooh, as I like to say. Yeah, all right. It's got testicular fortitude, and they can hold up to a strong spirit. And I think Garrison Brothers, this particular bourbon is, is 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 there. It's 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 full. It's robust. It's rich. And I think they play very well together. I think. I think. B gets out of its way. I think they play very well, independent of each other. I would love to have this just on my own, on just, its own. Just yeah. get a good sipping bourbon. You're hanging out. Maybe you're watching the game, or you're, you know, you, really nice. You having a birthday party. The kids are over. You're letting you're letting them play, and you're just doing a little sippy sippy there.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, we don't have to reach consensus on this every time. No, of course not. I thought I thought B was perfect with the cigar. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just feel like I just for me, this particular especially the limited edition, it needs something with some with some oomph to it. And and they to me they play very well together. And then the heat that it generates at the end really to me sold me with this particular cigar. So it's great. Well oh, I would encourage get all three.
2: Sure.
4: Why
3: not? Yeah, Treat listen, um you know the so I'm I'm looking up looking up prices here. To kind of give you a heads up. So Garrison Brothers Small Batch, which was A, mm-hmm. is $89.99 at Total Wine. Uh, I think it's available nationwide. Uh, yeah, 47%. That's a really fine whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, very intense. Very different, right? Like I, I'm telling you, I, I, I smelled that oak and I tasted that oakiness right from the get-go. And, and it... And it was, right? It was different than the other two. The other two are Kentucky bourbons. And that one's a Texas bourbon. But Ivan, you thought Colonel Taylor
2: was the most unique one.
3: Was the most unique. And for me. And this Colonel Taylor, small
1: batch, says bottled in bond. And what what does that mean?
3: So bottled in bond is is a reference to the bottled in bond act of eighteen ninety seven. And so the recent, thing was, recent. yeah yeah, very very recent, <laughs> so all these things are all these labels in in american whiskey they're they're based on you know government taxation and 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 as a byproduct protecting the consumer so back in in the 1800s, you were having so people didn't buy whiskey by the bottle like that, right it wasn't that common, so you'd you'd go to the bar and you'd drink uh from a basically from a barrel mm. And so sometimes the the bar would uh would adulterate that. So you would say, "Here we have Colonel Taylor," right? You you want Colonel Taylor and then they'd pour you Colonel Taylor from the Colonel Taylor barrel and and that barrel had already been refilled with ah, other whiskeys.
2: They do that at in South Beach. <laughs> yeah, that, that's
3: a standard practice in South Beach.
2: <laughs> I'd like I'd like but, a
1: Don Julio
3: or Avion, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we say Avion, bro. Come on. Don't say Avion. No, Avion water. Oh, they, 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 okay. they you scared me. I thought oh, you were calling Avion tequila Avion. I, I'd, like Avion. Some, I'd like
1: some airplane tequila, please.
3: Yeah, you scared me. <laughs> but, uh, but no, the, the point is bottled and bond, you're always going to get a 100 proof whiskey, right? So 50% alcohol. That's, always, mm-hmm. that's part of the definition. And then it has to be from one distilling season. So it's not like multiple years thrown together. Right. right. And from one distiller, which is kind of like the key in the whole thing. Right. So you can't mix. And if you're going to mix, you have to say it on the bottle. So it's kind of like a, a packaging um, kind of re- requirement. However, when you see bottled and bond on a bottle, that means that they've met all those requirements. And that gives you a pretty good sort of. Quality, right, and and, uh, and they guaranteed. go out of their
1: way on the on the label to say first and only. So so yeah, that that's the idea. That's the idea. They're trying to they're trying to get you to realize this is quality stuff. It's hundred proof.
3: Yeah. So the the big distillers got together to push for these for these acts because so when you're making so you were uh, you were a big distiller back in the 1800s and your product was being cut with other things and and you were losing profit. So the big, the big companies got together to sort of push for that. And so, the, so it's a, it's a good, again, sort of guarantee of quality. You know that the product in there has been protected because it's also, it has to be in a bonded warehouse, which is why it's bottled in bond. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's kind of a, it's another layer of protection for the consumer. Lovely. So if you see bottled and bond, you can almost like, okay, I know, I know that that is from that distiller. You know, and it's protected, so I, I it's a, it's a good. I I always if I see bottled and bond as an option, I buy it. Right, and what I love just to put
1: a bow on everything, guys. What I love about the Garrison Brothers one is that, at the, to me, it works great with timeless for my particular pilot. But if you don't have a cigar, and that also works amazing on its own. So you know, you you get a two for one kind of thing going there.
3: Yeah, but you know what? I think all three. No, on, all their, three on their own were were fantastic in different ways, right? Right, like that. Willet that was delicate. I I didn't like it with the cigar. I, I think it lost too much.
1: Well, you get it just for the bottle. Just that's a
2: conversation piece. You have it on your bar. People say, "What's that about?" If if we had to do if we had to make old fashions because we didn't have any rye mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, I'm using the uh, the Garrison Brothers for sure, you know? and right, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not touching those mm-hmm. other bottles to make the. The yeah, fashion.
3: especially the, the tailor. It's, it's too fine of a whiskey to, yeah, to put inside fine. of, a, of a, an old-fashioned. Old if you want to get to an old-fashioned conversation, I'm not going to make old-fashions with bourbon anyway. Right. I'm going to use rye whiskey. Right. No, no, right. Yeah. But
2: if I had to.
1: Yeah. Love it. Love it. Hey, as always, Perfect Pairings is brought to you by Total Wine & More, where you'll always find the right bottle at the right price with their lowest price guarantee. You can visit Total Wine & More at totalwine.com. Dot com, our time, he's over there. I see him in the background, always looking dapper. It's time for our share of smoke with Mike Herklotz.
3: All right. We are back with Mr. Michael Herklotz. How about it? What's up, brother?
5: In Miami, man.
3: So freaking happy to have you here.
5: I'm happy to be here. I'm loaded with Cuban food, Cuban coffee, and thank God, not Cuban cigars. I mean, this is like really a dream I mean, come true. doesn't get better. A dream come true.
3: And we're about to be loaded with uh, some pretty good bourbon. This is exciting, man. So you have no idea what's in there. Uh, bourbon. I know. Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, I know what they are. You do not. Uh, but I think we're going to have a good time. So for those of you that don't know, Michael Herklotz, timeless, Ferio Tego, right? So... So do you want to give a little bit of a history for the handful of people out there who don't really know Ferio Tego, Where did this come from? Why is suddenly Timeless a Ferio Tego brand? Do sure. You want to do that?
5: Yeah, I can do... Uh, because,
3: because it's relevant, because we smoked, on the show, we smoked the, the Timeless 10th anniversary. Yep. And so I think that it makes sense for us to go a little back and and talk about the 10 years of Timeless, which includes when it was a Nat Sherman brand. So let's go,
5: um, let me start from the present and work backwards. Uh, Ferriotego is a brand new company. We've been in market now for 13, 14 months with product. Um, And it's a company that was started by me and uh, my business partner, Brendan Scott. Uh, And we launched Ferriotego not just as a company, but also as our flagship brand with um, currently two offerings, the Elegancia, which I happen to be smoking at the moment, and the Generoso or Generoso Switch for the Gringos, uh, which uh, Eric is enjoying. And so the Ferriotego is our our flagship expression. Uh, we can talk more about yeah, the, we'll get the, to the cigars after. themselves later. Um, but then under or within the portfolio that is now Ferriotego, we also have a a collection of two additional brands: the Timeless Collection and the Metropolitan Selection. And if those are familiar, uh, which I hope they are, um, those were formerly sold by Nat Sherman International. So both Brendan and I worked for Nat Sherman International. Uh, I started in two thousand eleven. He started in two thousand nine. He was the CFO, and I was the Vice President of um, Nat Sherman International, which was the non-cigarette side of the business. So for. Almost 10 years, my work was maintaining and preserving um, the original three Metropolitan blends and then creating and maintaining new blends and brands over those subsequent nine years, which ultimately became Timeless Collection, Prestige Supreme Sterling Panamericana, as well as uh, the Metropolitan Habano, the Host Maduro, and a series of limited editions. Um, Nat Sherman. Um, at the end was owned by a company called Altria and um, Altria in 2019 decided um, that the premium cigar business really was not core to the long-term future for Altria, which makes sense. Um, and they gave us an opportunity to try and sell the business. Uh, so in October, 2019, we got to work. And in fact, we were almost complete with the transaction in March of 2020 when the yeah. world closed. COVID. Something happened. Yeah. What a disaster! Uh, and so, while we continued to try and uh, sell the business from March 2020, really into the summer, um, we needed to be complete by the end of the year, and so ultimately we had to make the unfortunate decision to close the company instead. Uh, and so we, you know, worked really hard on winding down the business thoughtfully and and with this with the reverence that a brand 90 years old uh, merits. But uh, as it would turn out. We had the opportunity later um, to buy the brands, so they started um, entertaining offers from different folks to buy the brands. And uh, Brendan and I, obviously, with such a such a real connection to it, I mean, it was our blood, sweat, and tears for for almost a decade. Um, we put in an offer, and thank God, Altria accepted our offer. And uh, so in January of 2021, we announced Ferriotego, the company. We got to work back with the manufacturing partners that I had worked with for the last 10 years.
3: Yeah, so that didn't change.
5: Nothing changed, really. Um, And then we started over from scratch. We had no pre-existing inventory, no boxes sitting. Distribution agreements, no nothing. Nothing. And we started from scratch. So first we went to the manufacturing partners and started remaking the blends and revisiting those blends and really wanted to make sure that, when we restored the blends to market, that we were doing it in a way that was consistent with the historical experience of those blends. But also, if not more importantly, um, we wanted to be thoughtful about making sure that if we had the opportunity to really fine-tune and perfect, that we take advantage of that opportunity. Um, And so the analogy I use a lot is like if you if you think about your favorite album from the '60s or the '70s, when you listen to that today with your uh, iPhone and on Beats headphones, it doesn't sound like a record player with a needle scratching on it, right? right? It's they didn't re-record it. The session's exactly the same. The song is identical, but it's been remastered. So that when you listen to it in 2022 with the technology that we have, it sounds the best it's ever sounded.
3: That's a great analogy. That's I mean, what we did with these spot blends. On.
5: So when you smoke a Metropolitan uh, Connecticut or Maduro, they've been around since 1995, those blends. And we spent – I certainly spent a lot of time from 2011 putting a little polish on those blends and making sure that they tasted you know, as relevant in that moment as they did when they were released. But in this case – because we were starting from scratch, we weren't just maintaining a blend. we had to recreate the blend, and um, my analogy for that is like theater if you're If you're about to put a show on Broadway that has been on Broadway before, you have to find all new actors to play the roles so that the show is exactly the same, even though it's a different theater in a different city in a different place. So
3: your analogy there. Uh, You're really talking about re blending entirely.
5: So, the way I describe it is we are recasting each one of these shows, meaning blends, because we had to replace all the tobaccos so that by changing everything, the experience of them was exactly the same as it was before and the best they've ever been. So, it's how close
3: do you think you got? I mean, obviously, that changes from blend to blend. But I can let's tell you, generally speaking, when
5: we launched, I was very confident that that they were all the best they've ever been. Um, now that said, some people expressed that that Supreme got a little stronger, for example. Um, but for the most part, now that we've been in market for a year, the feedback has been consistent with our intent, which is they're the same. But also. As I mentioned, of course, you take the opportunity. Like, if there was a little flaw or something that you could do better, if yeah. you are going to re-record your favorite song, you wouldn't re-record it with the mistake you made that people have listened to for thirty years on the first recording. So, this was an opportunity to kind of yeah. tweak. And and Mine, in the case of Supreme, it. for example, Supreme, we we did just a a minor tweak um, to make strength. it a, a touch, yeah. But I think the the spirit of the blends. Um, I think they still, they still feel like my blends. They're still familiar to me, you know, and it's, from feedback from now consumers and retailers for the last year, everyone's happy. Thank God. There, there's some old guy in Brooklyn who's like,
3: these cigars are not the same.
5: There's actually a guy in Arizona who's convinced <laughs> that it's not the same, but you know, all we can do is the best we can do. And we've got nothing but the future ahead of us. I mean, listen, you
3: know, when... If I'm arguing with that gentleman in Arizona, I mean he has to realize that none of the cigars that he spo- that he's smoking are the same. Well, that none of them
5: are. In fairness, this guy, all he smokes is a Prestige and a Supreme Saturday and Sunday. Um, so if anyone's going to recognize a minor tweak, I suppose this could be him. Okay. But but you bring up the exactly the point. You, we are constantly recasting some character
3: correct but it's not a, a complete overhaul like you you had to do exactly
5: but there's oh, but through the process single every black. single production
3: of course because it rained too much this year so it made my tobacco milder the ligero mm-hmm. that i had in there or the viso that i had in there is now too mild so now so yeah that happens all the time here's what i want to do slightly different on did i even one. answer that question
5: right I, yeah I mean, yeah okay. yeah the idea was you asked for a, a little uh,
3: background and i was like okay yeah but uh so what i want to do is I want us to kind of do what we did on the show, okay. uh, on the big show. And uh, and so each sort of segment of this little conversation, we'll do one tasting. So let's go with A, which is at the top of your glass.
5: I like that. Starting with A. You know, you're
3: at Cigar Snob, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're at Mind Cigar Snob. Blown. Cigar Snob doesn't do things. We don't go from C to A. I like it. All right. So, salute. This is, uh, again, I know what it is. Uh you do not. And uh so we tasted it with the tenth anniversary. Yeah. And this did this did well. So well, I wanna see what it does with uh with these two blends. Right? The elegancia and the generoso from Ferioteo.
5: The um I mean while well, you're sipping that and I'm enjoying this. Tenth anniversary is funny and I guess that's that is what Caused us to have to do a little reader's gi- digest version of the history because we're a one-year-old company with a tenth anniversary product. Mm-hmm. There is obviously a bit of an identity crisis as we've gone to market um, for those who are unfamiliar with the history leading up to Um So I, I certainly recognize that it might be a little confusing for folks. How can a brand new company have a tenth anniversary and but, come from a ninety-year-old company? It's, uh-huh. like it's too many. There's a lot of yeah, so- There's a lot of catching up. However, now with a year in, what's been so cool is just um, for those folks who, who don't know the historical story. I mean, it's amazing how many people started enjoying cigars during COVID who don't know industry history, right? Yeah. I mean, your, your perception of industry is only predicated on when you began. So many people found the hobby during COVID that for a lot of those folks. Yeah, no one was
3: getting together either. So there was not timeless any like and metropolitan. knowledge.
5: Those things are brand new. They've never had them. They've never seen them. They don't know the history. They only know it is Ferry Otego. So it's been interesting as I've engaged with consumers uh, for folks to say, oh man, my my first cigar ever was a Metropolitan. And I think, oh, when was that? I'm like, oh, a year and a half ago. I'm like, this is great. You know, <laughs> awesome. very, very cool. So, <clears throat>
3: whoop. That, that thing's got some smooth. Uh, that thing's got some kick to it. So, how did uh, A. Pair with the uh, elegancia. So, what would you say about a? And uh, let's just let's do what we do on the show. Most of the guests that we have are are on Zoom, so we don't get to do this. So now you're tasting a. So Will I you, think we uh, have to.
5: You used a very important verb called pair, and when you're pairing, I believe that the intention of pairing is to take two things that are perfect by themselves. And you find a way to put them together to make the combination better than the individual, right? Correct. That's pairing.
3: That's the uh, that's the goal of a pairing,
5: which is different than you and me sitting down in a bar and smoking and drinking.
3: One hundred percent. I'm glad you made that distinction. A lot of people do, uh, you know, feedback. Uh, they email the show and are like, "Yeah, but we don't. I don't drink the way that you're talking. I don't drink, then smoke, and then smoke, then drink, and then, you know, and do all these different things that we do when we're pairing. But listen, we're, we're trying
5: to pair it, but there, but, and that's, you know, we're not just drinking it. I don't want people to think at home that we're just a bunch of, you know, hoity toity snobs, although it would be on brand, you know, where we have to pair everything that the intention here is to geek out and find the pairing. That is not what Eric and I do on a regular basis, sitting in a bar. Of course we drink, we smoke. Yeah. We talk shit and we have a great time. Can I say that on here? Absolutely. Oh, great. I it's an 18 and older show. Perfect. Um, okay. So the 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 first thing I would point out is the ferocity of the alcohol. And now what's, what's cool about the Elegancia is it has a tremendous amount of body and presence, even though one might suggest that it's mild because of the wrapper. Yeah. It's not. Um, that being said, though, I don't care what you're smoking – the ferocity of alcohol in a liquid will always overpower the nuance of a gas. So I had puffed first, and then I took a sip of this, and I noticed two things. Number one, the ferocity of alcohol, besides the heat, felt astringent and made my palate feel immediately dry. The second thing I noticed was the, most of the flavor of this had been completely replaced by this. Correct. Now
3: that particular whiskey we found uh during the, the main show to be very oaky and astringent.
5: I was gonna say it's very woody. Yeah. Super woody, super so, astringent. Like when I
3: tasted it, the first words out of my mouth was, Oh my god, new new white oak. Like it's all oak. So so that's a that's a tough that's a tough ask for that cigar.
5: Well, and particularly because shade wrap shade wrappers in general, Connecticut, Ecuador, they also tend to be astringent. Yeah,
3: they are great. Yeah.
5: Uh, so you've got what I would I would hope you experience is your palate becomes restored by the generoso because it creates saliva.
3: It's it's actually a fantastic pairing. I'll bet. I'll bet. It's this like is, the, the cigar gets not. even sweeter than it is, like with this whiskey.
5: So this is an interesting pairing. But it, this, this is, is a very nice whiskey. So I like the whiskey, but Going back to the the geek level, this is not a good pairing. Fair. Uh, Now, what if you take a
3: sip of that whiskey, let it just, you know, let it go, and then just give it a second before you start taking puffs, and then maybe even do two, three puffs in between. Then you'll find that as the whiskey dissipates, and then you're on your third puff, now you start to get something of a pairing.
5: Layering this on top of the whiskey, because the whiskey, every time I taste it, it's like exactly the same, which means it's doing the same thing, which is replacing this flavor. Layering this on top.
3: Yeah. Now that it's already sort of dissipated, should be interesting.
5: The wood is overpowering. Yeah. But this, with this, but, it doesn't. This th- right, but
3: this, this is completely steps in and goes, hey.
5: <clears throat> what
3: I let me get in here.
5: There's two ways to pair. The easy way to pair is you get something that tastes similar in sure. both expressions, yeah. like flavor, uh, like like to like. But that can also be overwhelming. So in this case, when the when the shared flavor is wood,
3: ugh, yeah,
5: it's not it's not it's as much not fun. That fun. But in this case. That cigar doesn't have any wood. No, it's, it's so it's I would imagine there's a lot more and- of that like um, paint by numbers effect on your palate, where you get all the woodiness and vanilla and oak from the whiskey, but then you put that bomb on it with the meat and the it's t- earth. It's and the- total
3: red pepper, and yeah, and sweetness and earthiness. Yeah, this is a really fun cigar, by the way. I don't know if you guys have tried this. This is the 2022 Panoroso. So I want to jump into why these blends are uh, vintage. Yeah. Uh, but first, let's jump into the next whiskey because I'm, I'm interested to see how that cigar does with whiskey number letter B. I was about to say number two.
5: Did we tell everyone it's 9.30 in the morning?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes he, these guys figure it out. They see, uh, they see us in pajamas sometimes. So a lot less aggressive.
5: This has a sweetness... And a viscosity yeah. that's almost oily, but not an attack. No, no, no. Yeah, still high alcohol, but it doesn't have the um, the astringency.
3: Yeah, that that oakiness isn't there. It's it's much more subtle. By the way, we're going up in alcohol content.
5: I just took a sip of C. I just realized I drank ah. the wrong one. Ah, so maybe that's why it. Uh, hmm. C is lovely. Let me go to B. <laughs> Let's jump back into B. So I, I don't. I didn't do well in third grade. You know what
3: I mean, Mrs. Thompson. Just she couldn't get the the alphabet into you, Mrs. Th- what was the, what was the town in Connecticut? Killingly. Killingly. I I always uh, I want to say Killington. So like Vermont.
5: This one has, forgetting C for a moment, this one has a slightly more familiar heat. A. I mean, I already tasted C, so I can't forget it. Um, and it's not as viscous as C. But it's certainly the...
3: This is what I was saying. is less aggressive.
5: Yeah, and, and the... It's still aggressive from an alcohol and heat standpoint. It is not aggressive in the overwhelming wood flavor. And to me, it has a um, almost like a honey note to it. Which I'm excited because this also has a honey note very specifically,
3: believe it or not, on the generoso, I like A better than B.
5: That that makes sense to me.
3: Yeah, generoso not quite as fun with B, and B not quite as fun with generoso. It's like they 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 are kind of at odds with each other. Whereas A
5: generoso and B
3: yeah, whereas A was was a blast.
5: As a general rule, um for pairing just. If folks want to do it at home, I do encourage you to do it in the order of sip and then puff to to create that combination of flavors. Because if you do it the opposite, this will always overpower. We do both because we don't only taste high-proof bourbons. I mean, specifically with high-alcohol spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wine, beer, coffee, you can interchange. But when the alcohol is that high, the astringency level is high. And then you start fighting, but this—we
3: do both. And and uh, Ivan was in in Mexico recently, and he met Manolo Santiago, the guy from uh, the blender from Casa Nineteen Ten, and he gave him a a method of pairing. We won't repeat here. Uh, we won't try to emulate it here. But the idea was was to. Take the full sip of the spirit that you're drinking, but don't let it touch your tongue. Just go straight back and then let oh, breathe the, out let, yeah, let the vapors breathe out, and then start smoking with it. you know um, maybe I'm missing a step there oh it was, sorry it was take a big draw, let all that smoke sit in your palate, blow it out, do that sip and and then see how that
5: works the, uh, the head guy at Brugal. In fact, I think Yami might might have been on that tour um, did something similar. His first sip was like this monster back of the throat. I mean, he almost he had it in this weird bottle too. It's almost like he threw it in his face and drank it was very strange. Uh, I didn't try to emulate that either. But.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, the the last show the last show we got pretty hammered. <laughs> we really did, especially Jim. Jimmy Jimmy lost his uh, Lost his shit that day. Lost his faculties. <laughs>
5: it
3: was great. Uh, he was this, is, this,
5: by the way, is definitely a better combo yeah, that, I, than By a. the way, I, that's what I expected.
3: Yeah. I expected that guy to pair well. All right, but let's go back into... Uh, Elegancia and Rosa. Yeah, so I'd, I'd like to know, or I'd like you to explain uh, why these two brands... Number one, th- these are the flagships. So I'd like you to get into what that crest uh, <clears throat> means. Uh, and that is your family that's directly from your family crest. Uh-huh. And and then the, the two the two blends, why you feel that, or
5: how they work. Why are they vintage? Yeah. And, and So um, let me talk about blends first. So elegance and, gener- and generoso in English. Not only does English, he not follow
3: the alphabet right, but I asked the question in a certain order, and then he goes the
5: other oh, way. Do you want me to See do it that? the other way? No. Oh. <laughs> let me talk about the blends first. Um The inspiration behind Elegancia and Generoso for gringos and Generoso for the rest of you uh, is really inspired by my love of wine. And I'm a a big fan of wines. And um, many of the wines that I love, uh, it is typical that a particular wine house or winery makes a bunch of different reds and a bunch of different whites. And Those are as opposite as apples and bowling balls, right? Um, No different than a steak or seafood. It's very difficult to, to try and compare the two when they're just so completely opposite. Yeah, naturally. But if you think of a winery also typically has a style, and that style is evoked throughout the wines they make, even though they are so completely different, not unlike a chef who might prepare a steak dish or a seafood dish that even though they are so completely opposite, the style is very indicative of the chef. Sure, like of he, chef. Know, his
3: dishes are very rich or have right. a, like, very umami. Okay. Exactly. Yeah.
5: So what I wanted to do was, because I'm inspired by that idea, create the equivalent of a Chardonnay and a Cabernet in the cigar world. And so what are the things that we come to expect from wine or maybe said differently, what are the decisions that are already made for us by the winery so that our only choice is, do I want the Chardonnay or the Cabernet? So we know that wine is generally 750 milliliter. We determined that we were only going to do this in a six by 50 Toro. Standardize it. Uh, You want to buy a case of wine, it's generally 12 bottles in a case. We package these only in uh, units of 10 cigars. So that decision's already been made, Um, which then leads us to now you just have to figure out what expression do you want? Do you want buttery and creamy and smooth and rich like a great Chardonnay is? Or do you want bigger, more ferocity, uh, higher alcohol as a big uh, cab? might be, or a red blend might be, Bordeaux. Um, And so that was the inspiration. Now, what also happens with wine? Wine is made once annually, and 100% of the production goes into the bottles, and when it's gone, it's gone, and the winemaker gets to work on the next release. And even though in wine, 100% of what's in the bottle is 100% of what was in the vineyard, meaning... Generally on a vintage wine, or actually always on a vintage wine, you're not mixing vintages. It's 100% of that year. Of course, in the cigar world, we are not that literal. um, But when you buy wine this year from Napa Valley um, Cabernet, you're buying the 19th. Probably the 19th, yeah. In the cigar world, obviously, that doesn't happen. So we have a production date, not a vintage date but the entirety of our production is made once and that's what is shipped to market. And when that production date or vintage is gone, the next vintage comes through. So the the hope is that Elegancia and Generoso are evergreen on the shelves, that they are always available side by side next to each other in a retailer, but that, that production date will of course change. But what that also allows for is, first of all, long-term the ability to do true vertical tastings to taste different production years yep. and determine, um, the, the consequence of aging, whether it's better, whether it has peaked, how much has it changed? Um, cause that will then inform how one might collect moving forward. Um, it also allows for the ability as, as a blender or, or whatever or whatever, brand owner to um, to kind of reset every year. Core lines we are constantly, as we said earlier, kind of tweaking and replicating the next production to the last production so that they always taste the same. They are
3: blended for consistency.
5: That's right. Always. Now here they are blended for style. Correct. But they don't have to be absolutely replicative of the previous. Vintage, the yeah, previous we can, we production. we
3: celebrate this difference.
5: Right. Now, I don't want them to be- Correct. Radically different. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in fact, 2022, I argue, we really almost replicated 2021. Of course, if you taste them side by side today, the 2021 has almost a year of age on it. Sure. So there would be some uh logical and obvious differences. But um, the idea behind these is to create a different type of consumer behavior Uh, a different level of collectability and um, some forward thinking as far as how these may be enjoyed in the future. Now to do that, obviously you need space to store all these, which is also why the packaging for Elegancia and Generoso is a humidor. So it's a handmade humidor that we make in Esteli. Um, It's entirely okume. So there's no, there's no pores in the wood. It's non-porous, non-aromatic. It comes packaged with humidity in the lower chamber. So all you have to do is open up the humidor, activate the humidity below, put the cigars back in, close the humidor, and you can put that in your wine cellar. You can put it on your dresser. You don't need to have, excuse me, yeah, I got so excited about this project. You don't need to have you know some huge cabinet. You can store the collection within its own packaging as long as you check and maintain that humidity. Yep. So we really tried to make the idea of being a collector accessible for anybody who wants to collect.
3: I, I loved it. I loved it when you first talked about it. When, uh, yeah, before you released it, you and I talked about it. I, I loved it. Now, you're not the first to do, I mean, obviously you've taken it to a level that it hasn't been taken before, but Pete Johnson did, uh, who also is a, a lover of wine. Yep. Pete Johnson did a line, uh, La Vérité,
5: that was. Well, but vintage. his was much closer to wine yep. because his was 100% vintage, yep. that was all one harvest. So that's much closer. It might have even been single farm. I, I have to go back and yeah I don't remember and refresh my memory. But his inspiration was was much uh much closer to wine from an apples to apples standpoint. A hundred percent of those tobaccos were the year expressed on the box. We're not quite taking that literal an approach. Um but you know, when the, I said,
3: by the way, when I said you had taken it to a point that no one else had taken yeah. it, I was referring to the packaging also being, yeah, yeah. sort of age ready. Yeah, you know,
5: yeah, and and it's also something that we are we are going to move forward with unforgivingly. Um, you know, there's been plenty of instances where people have created products that are that are annual releases that are aged or dated in some way, and they typically do it for a while and then move on to a different idea. This is something that we are really absolutely committed to long term because there's no other way to determine if it's going to work unless we really stick to our guns and do it. And so far, two productions it's worked, and the third production is en route.
3: All right, so we had to take a quick little Cuban coffee break. We had some visitors to the office that we had to uh, give hugs, post, and hugs, and kisses, and pictures, and great, and Cuban coffee, and. Great. So now I have Which no idea how these things probably are gonna taste now. Probably a good idea, too. Yeah, I think we, I needed, mean, it. we needed it. Needed yeah. it. Pepped up a little. Got you a little bet. sugar in our system. You bet. It's so, uh, you had just finished describing the uh, the, the blend. Yeah. So now let's move on to C, right? Let's. Uh, I think that's, that's a fair jumping-off point here. I'm excited about C, but I already tasted it. Obviously. Yeah.
5: And I didn't follow directions, but
3: on. I keep. You know that I keep looking this way. Cause I'm used to sitting there and I'm always looking to the right for the camera. So I I keep looking over at this thing here. Like, yeah. What do you think about that? This guy can't follow directions. News at 11. (laughs) Not like that. This is, this is in my wheelhouse.
5: I mean, yeah, this is
3: uh, a, is a bad man right here.
5: You know, this has a mouthfeel like rum that syrupy viscosity. A lot of,
3: a lot of, a lot of, uh, Rum drinkers graduate over to bourbons and vice versa.
5: Like a bourbon drinker can appreciate a rum. Especially Pick- the right rum.
3: Correct. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Bermudas, Barceló, Brugal, uh, El Dorado. We're big fans of Zafra here. Have you ever had that? Zafra? The only- I like Zafra, but to me that starts pushing in the sweeter Correct, but it's, realm. it
3: rides that line. That's, yeah. that's the idea of that rum is to ride that line, not to go over same, into Same Zacchaeus. with Diplomatico. Diplomatico, I think. On the right, You think are, that's over? Uh, well, no, it crosses over into hey, we're gonna be sweet. You think so? More than Zafra? I do. Huh. We can do it. We can we can oh, taste shit. it right
5: now. <laughs> well, that, no that more might will we'll get a, done today. That might have to be a sidebar. Oh, but this is with this, this is heaven. Is it? Yeah. This my I've I've over and over used the description of creme brulee with this because it speaks to the body and the weight of the mouthfeel of this cigar. It's typically, you know, you'd see a shade wrapper and think, Oh, it's light and silky. And I mean, this is beyond creamy. This is velvety and thick and chewy, the the smoke. And, um, and it stands up to this, but the, the mouthfeel of this being as silky and, and, syrupy as it is. It's like
3: a full mouthfeel, right? It's Man,
5: this is like...
3: I always describe it uh, on the podcast like um, like how much real estate it takes up. You know, when you take a sip how much real estate does that take up on your palate? And and this guy he just camps out in there. He's like forget you, this is my crib. It's awesome. Yeah. So, and, and by the way, just to finish off to give uh, to give also it's it's uh hey, that's somebody's phone. Not mine. It wasn't mine. That was me. So uh to give Hanadoso its its full treatment, as good as Hanadoso is with this, because I think everything is good with this. Uh I still think that it A. pairs better with A. Even though I'd like to have both of these, right? I'd like to have this better than A. Yeah. But with the cigar, I'll take A.
5: Interesting. Now we also we're drinking everything neat. We didn't add water. We didn't Correct. add ice. We didn't do anything. So that also changes the the relationship too. Any one of these with a drop of water and the relationship changes completely changes. Completely. That,
3: and that's fair. The only thing is that we don't do that. Right, no. Yeah. Now now you have to take account take into account time and how much ice and you know. So we we drink them neat so that we can give you a fair assessment of it across the board. Uh, so yeah, I love C. with the cigar though. I'll take A. A is Garrison Brothers Small Batch, Mm. fantastic Texas whiskey. B is the Willett Potstill Reserve, and uh, and C is the E.H. Taylor, Colonel E.H. Taylor Small Batch, bottled and bond. Really? Outstanding whiskey.
5: Very, very cool. A, I'm not familiar with at all. I am familiar with B and C. Um... I would not have called that correctly for B. It's really lovely.
3: Yeah, but strangely, B is the lightest of the three, even though A has less alcohol. Hmm. So, but the lowest alcohol A is forty-seven percent. So they're still they're pretty high up there. Yeah. Well, this, and I mean, this is bottle in the bond. This is a hundred proof. This is killer. So one of the things on the show, Jimmy has a massive man crush on you. <laughs> It's, it it was it was hysterical to watch jimmy and he, he wanted to come <laughs> today so that he could be here for this recording but today there's a big world cup match and he he has a he has a gig as well that, that he's working so couldn't oh, he's working go. yeah yeah i he's was going to say if
5: if just it wasn't world just cup because of his fandom trump me then he's not mm, that big of man effect. not that big of but if it's no. work work it, it was work it was no. work
3: so uh, so one of the things about jimmy is he loves your style and and that's that's sort of a that's a trademark of Michael Herklotz in the cigar business. You are you're known as probably the most stylish guy in the business. So where where did that come from? What is that is that something you as you were growing up? Because I've seen you've sent me pictures and I've seen pictures of you in less than stylish
5: yeah uh, well, situations.
3: I mean. Baggy I jeans w- and uh, but yeah. that's
5: still style. It's just a different style. Hmm. No,
3: and the hair and the yeah. Oh, oh no. hey,
5: hey, no. Listen, bro. I know I don't have hair to easy, talk about. Easy judging hair, huh? I mean, what, are you kidding me? <laughs> no hair, no mirror. Too apparently. Um, you know the the style thing um, is a has, has been a part of me for as long as I can remember, and like if I, if I go back, let's say to high school, I I would not say I was particularly stylish in high school. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a musician. And so there was always this idea throughout my life, even as a musician, as an actor, as a kid, I mean, you would, there were, you would put on a different costume for different things. Uh, I did karate for years. So you put on the, karate uniform when you go and do karate when you're on stage you put on whatever you're supposed to wear on stage uh as a jazz musician when you go and do a gig you don't roll into a jazz gig in jeans yeah i mean you you dress the part of a jazz musician particularly in the late 90s that was a very specific look when i got to college i was i went to berkeley college of music i was um which if you want to learn more about that you should listen to the podcast with me and Nick from, Oof. when was that, 2018?
3: Yeah, 18, it was. 2018. Uh, yeah.
5: But you'll hear all about uh, my life as a musician. Anyway.
3: Um, also the story that we did, which is yeah. on the website. Yep.
5: Yeah. It's a great story. And the beat goes on. I was, I'm was i really grateful for that too, because I, I really have not been able to talk a lot about my music background. Uh, not because I'm not able to, just because nobody, nobody cares. Shit. Yeah. Right, exactly. Nobody cares. They're like, uh, that's great, jazz. Anyway, uh, yeah. about the Lajero and the career '98. Yes. But I think it was. It sounds it sounds terrible, and I I don't mean it to sound that way, but it it was a bit of a costume because I was I was playing a lot. You know, I was going to music school. I had gigs at night, um, and then after my first two semesters, I started working in cigars, and so I would leave my house dressed for my gig at night. But
3: you're still stylish.
5: Yeah, and and I think you know, and that, you still have a photographer
3: like in your back pocket. Like, I, a, what what I do happens with that? have a photographer that? in my back pocket. It's right here. It's no. no, Tiff is not taking these pictures of you. No, no, on the on the you know in the backyard with a little table and smoking a cigar. No, no, she would you, never. She would never do that. No, so you like, have a you, dude who you just are like springs out of the back pocket. That's true. And then he shoots
5: with yeah. your with your eye Very foot. small, very long arms. <laughs>
3: yes.
5: Um, but style is just. Always been important where it really, I think, moved. Funny enough, you guys are a big part of this, and I don't think I've ever shared this, but. Or admitted um, it. When, when I started Davidoff in 2002, it was before we lived on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 22. I had a pretty high profile position just because I was a retail sales associate in a pretty important store. Of course. And so I would go to lots of events and I would go to um, trade shows and those types of things. I was 22, 23, 24. I'm working on Madison Avenue. I was the youngest guy in the store. And I had to come up with some very obvious way to be noticed. And it sounds tremendously vain, but it was very deliberate I had to figure out some way to be noticed because otherwise I was just a 22-year-old kid that that no one really cared about or took seriously. And fashion became the way to do that. 2003, I went to Milan for a one-off. Remember the one-off cigars? Mm-hmm. Now Dion has it. But when Andrea Molinari first launched it, we had it at Davidoff, New York, and I sold the shit out of this. And he invited me to go to Milan to speak, to the Italian retailers about how I sold it so successfully in New York, which was great as a 23 year old kid. Are you kidding me? Flown to Milan and I got to go do this thing. But I will never forget. I walked. Um, I flew into Malpensa. I took the train. I got to Milan and I came up into the the main square there by the Duomo, and nothing was open because it was that time when everyone is out and eating and everything is closed. So I couldn't shop and my hotel room wasn't ready and I'm just walking around Milan and I was blown away by what looked like New York, bunch of people outside talking and engaging and eating and hanging out, but everybody was dressed and not dressed like Wall Street dressed, like Mm-mm. pinstripe suits and but it was just like it was all so thoughtful. There were colors and everything fit different and you know, I I just remember being like this is amazing. I mean, the, the fact that grown this men, is me <laughs> totally, it was like yeah, I had found something. And in that moment, that style really had not made its way into the mainstream in the United States. It was just starting to show up in New York with higher collars, spread collars, crazier patterns. So I said, well, that's it. I'm going all in. Uh, and at the time, the exchange rate was pretty good. So I got some ties and some shirts. Even though I had the same two tired blue and gray suit, when I came back, I started wearing combinations that were totally different. And then from there, you know, you'd buy a piece here and buy a piece there. And and over the years, I developed, as you may recall, a rather insane, colorful spectrum. But all of that was to be noticed. And it worked because in almost every cigar snob, when there were pictures from events, there was always a picture of the guy with the red pants or the guy with the stripes, polka dots and Paisley's always. But what I realized fast forward when I got to Nat Sherman was for 10 years, I was noticed, but I wasn't known. And anyone from a distance could be like, oh yeah, see that guy, he always wears red pants. But maybe they knew my name, but they didn't know anything about me because it was almost... They couldn't get – it wasn't inviting. Sometimes it made people uncomfortable. So, so
3: I, I shared the story on the show about the first time I saw you was at Pro Cigar. And I remember I knew Manolo Quesada and Raquel Empachi, but you were like part of the family. And I remember like, who is this freaking guy? Who's this dude who looks like he's Manolo's son,
5: right? Well, Adopted, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: No, I mean, looked like the way that you guys were were interacting. Yeah, well, that's and it was very different than the way he interacted with everybody else, and I noticed it from afar, and I asked Raquel, "Who's this dude? Yeah, because he is. He looks like he uh, like you guys adopted him or something." And uh, she's like, "Oh my god, it's Michael!" And that's where they introduced us, and we've been friends ever since. Yeah. The but just my my evolution of style. Sorry to, to finalize that point. It wasn't approachable. Yeah. When, I, when I saw you, I didn't just go, who's this dude? Let me go talk to him. It was, right. who's this dude? And whoa, whoa, yeah. hey, hang on a second. He is very dressed. Yeah. You know, let me, let me leave him alone and find out who the hell this guy is. Yeah. So that's to finish your point. It wasn't very approachable.
5: Right. And when I got to Nat Sherman, I realized I had spent all this time creating this persona that was immediately recognizable, but no one got past that to know me. And so at Nat Sherman, within a year... I didn't own a single white shirt. So I went out, I got a Navy suit and a white shirt and I wore it to that trade show the year after I started 2012 trade show. And everyone was like, when they used to come up to me and be like, Oh my God, stripes and paisleys and polka dots, bro. You and know, track suit You, under you the nailed it again. Yeah. Well, the track suit. That was, it, that was on the days off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, now I had a Navy suit and a white shirt and people were like, bro. And it first what of all, what happened here? Brooks brothers. First of all, it was an invitation to have a conversation, which, used to be the point of the way I dressed before until it just became so normal for me to be crazy that people didn't notice it anymore. And my effort to be noticed was gone by still dressing with clothing that fit and being thoughtful about fit and style and patterns and whatever, but eliminating the, the, the flamboyant nature of it. Um, it was still familiar but people then went a level deeper and I was able to share my story more and be able to have more conversations. And I was 10 years older. Yeah, you know, of course. What was important at 22 to be noticed, at 32, I needed to be remembered and, and known. And so style is still very much a part of what I do. Some of that too was, was just part of being in New York and- Madison Avenue. Working Madison Avenue, working on 42nd Street. You're also dressing to your customers and all that um, but it's funny, I had this conversation last night because now I'm, you know, twill pants and sneakers, which I never would have worn even while I was at Nat Sherman, but there's also an evolution now for Ferio Otego. What is the, what is the ethos of that brand? And of course we think of ourselves as a, as a high end brand and, and we believe in the quality of our products and all of that. But we also really want it to be approachable, you know, and, and I don't. I don't want Otego at all to feel reminiscent of any other brand that's out there, let alone any other brand that I have worked for. That we really have to start fresh. So, when appropriate, time and place, suit, shirt, tie, of course. But you know, coming to Miami three years ago, I would be sitting right here in a suit, shirt, and tie. Yep. And now, you know, I just don't have to do that anymore. It's just a different, and it's ten years later. Now I'm forty-two. You know, it's been an, it's been an interesting chapters of style so, and story. So that
3: segues uh, that segues perfectly into let's say the final segment of this, which is what's in store, let's say twenty twenty three and beyond
5: for Feriotevo. Well, it is definitely beyond. That's for sure. This is not a short term play. We are in it to win it.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I don't think that anyone. I mean maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong maybe I don't see it that way because we, you know I've known you for so long and I think I think that you don't do things for the short term. Yeah. So I don't see that if there's that question out there of oh yeah but this is really just a fly by night. No, I don't I don't if I if there is that question I haven't seen it. So I don't think there is. So but, I don't think
5: there is. Either. But I say I say that because you've been in the industry long enough. I've been in the industry long enough to see brands come and go. To see you know, uh, faces who are recognizable, who then you don't see anymore. And I say beyond because that's not in the equation. I mean, I'm, as a company, we are absolutely committed long-term to industry. I mean, not just to company, to family, but to industry. We, we, we are really thoughtful about making sure that what we are doing is not just great for our brand and great for our business but great for the industry at large and and that we can contribute to the health of an industry as it grows and ebbs and flows and and puts out its various tentacles into into new groups of consumers and and that type of thing
3: and to to that end you are you're very involved with the premium cigar association
5: yeah i'm i just got put on the board Exactly. Elected onto the board this year. And so
3: Yeah, that, I mean, clearly that shows a, a level of commitment to the business or the industry at large that goes beyond Feriotego's interest.
5: And uh, I would point out Ferriotego is also a member of every association independent of our distribution. So we're fortunate we're distributed by Davidoff USA. Davidoff USA, of course, is a member of, of good standing in every association. But Ferriotego is an independent member of PCA. TAA, CAA, uh, were members of all of them independent. Well, we think to, that's important. to hammer that home,
3: uh, last year at the PCA trade show, Davidoff did not have a booth presence, mm-hmm. and yet you did, even Absolutely. though your brand is distributed by Davidoff.
5: And we were a sponsor.
3: Correct. So is there is there any is your influence going the other way where you where where Davidoff is now okay well maybe we will come back or is that do you have any
5: no i mean it they certainly supported our decision to be there and okay. they helped provide us resources with people you know because obviously they are our fulfillment and distribution so we had um, some customer service folks from Davidoff there in the booth, helping us to facilitate sales. Okay, So there
3: was support. It wasn't like a rogue thing that you did. Exactly. So
5: it was, and that was very clear from the moment we started, we started talking about what a distribution agreement might look look like. Um, so they certainly support our decision as a company to be at the show and whether they decide to be there or not, there's no consequence to us for our decision. If we decide to go, then they certainly support that. um, and so it's if we're looking at 2023 and beyond, let's talk 2023 we'll be at the show um hopefully with some exciting uh new products as well as our core portfolio uh preserving consistency as we've done. Um and you know looking even beyond 2023 we're exploring some other markets uh, international markets. You know we're in a, we're a unique again like how we started this conversation there's a bit of an identity crisis Timeless and Metropolitan were really never sold internationally, but very New York brands. Very New York. Yeah. But they were certainly because we were New York, we were enjoyed internationally. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so even though Ferry Otego is a year old, there are international, there's international awareness and demand and interest. Yeah. For not only Timeless uh, and Metropolitan, but I think because of its inclusion in our portfolio, and we've been very fortunate to get the the amount of enthusiasm and press and media that we've gotten. There's a lot of awareness about Ferri Otego. And when we launched, we got a tremendous amount of interest uh, from international markets. So we're starting to do that work now. But the reality is there is no market more important than the United States. And we're only one year, which is why I'm back here in Miami five months after I was here last time. Yep. Because there's still more doors to go bang on. And for as many retailers as we have that I want to give a hug to and say thank you for the support and ask them how we can support their business, there's just as many stores that um, are maybe not as convinced yet that Ferro is a right fit for their store. And so we have to go into their stores too and and plead our case and explain what makes us different and have them try the product and ask for the opportunity this time. I mean we're we are definitely not afraid to ask for the sale and ask for the opportunity. And so this has been a very successful trip and we'll probably be back again in six months. And in the meantime, we'll be all around the country again, banging on doors and giving hugs and and, and saying thank you and then asking for opportunities. And we're we're totally committed to doing that for as long as it takes to continue to grow.
3: Beautiful. Beautifully said. Thank you again, my friend. Thank you. Thank you always for- Are we going to uh, do ABC again? No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> with rum this time. Ugh. All on, right, on well, a, on
5: a next episode.
3: Yeah, so that's Michael Herklotz in a nutshell, <laughs> or in a cigar snob office. Thank but, you, uh, thank you, my friend. Thank you.
5: And can I like throw one into the camera Absolutely. here, to viewers? Um, I've said this in a, in a few other um, platforms, but I'd like to say it here. We're a new brand, and even with the historical availability of Timeless and Metropolitan, the the reality is Ferriotego is brand new. And every new brand uh, needs awareness. And we live in a moment in time where this drives awareness. And we consume things every single day. We eat and we drink and we smoke and we get dressed and we drive. But it's rare when we take this out and take a photo and amplify it. And typically, the reason we do is because we know that that particular product, that particular brand, when we post it, is going to be met with the reaction that we're looking for, which are the likes and the comments and the backslaps and the me to's, and yeah, 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 that's awesome. It doesn't take much for a small brand like mine to go from in-need, of awareness to uh, mainstream, but what it takes today is permission from your community to brag about a brand that you love. And so, what I would ask is, if you give a Feriotego a try, whether it's Metropolitan, Timeless, or our flagships, would you go one step further and take a photo of it and post it and tag? Ferry Otego and share it with your community and amplify the fact that you love the brand. Because when you do, not only are you increasing awareness, but you are giving permission to your crew and your community to brag about that same brand. And that's how we go from Ferry Otego here to Ferry Otego 2023 and
3: beyond. Well done. I love that. Thank you. I love that. Thank you guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for enjoying. You can follow Mike. We'll have all the social media things underneath, all the Feriotego, all the Mike Herclots. Thank you again, guys, and I'll see you soon.
0: If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now, the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Gran Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto. The La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one and tell them Jasper sent you.
1: As always, Mike Herklotz delivers, right? Sharpest dude. Listen, it's Mike Herklotz. He's he's a badass. I love that dude. Everything about him. Even the, the, the sweater comes just so you can see the shirt and everything like that and the hair. No, no. Spezzatura.
3: Spezzatura. That's
1: Espezzatura. right. Spezzatura. Well, he's the best. Thanks to Mike. Thanks to Ferio Tego for hanging out with us. Okay, so we're at the. I mean, I'm about the last quarter, the last third. If yeah, you saw, I mean, uh, I'm, of, I'm, I'm of labels Stony. off. I'm yeah. I'm done so here. where are we right <laughs> now? Labels off. <laughs> Condoms we're, on. We're in Salby. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um. So tell us about. The limited edition time is are I the, where are with it
2: are the flavors ramped up a little bit for you guys yeah they they totally so.
3: they totally cranked up big time right yeah, now yeah, yeah. It, it started off a lot subtler and yeah like the, so the label's off gloves are off Glo- yeah
1: that's a little surprise that Mike left for us right all of a sudden bam it just,
3: nice. it's nice
2: it's nice when it goes up like that and, and, and yeah it, it adds like has. a yeah it adds some transitions to, the, to yeah. the cigar so I think yeah I think all the flavors have Have amplified a little bit, you know. So the peppers are a little bit more sharper. They
3: were, yeah, they were hidden in the background before, barely, barely perceptible peppers, and now they're like right in your face. There's a little bit of earth that wasn't there before. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's. uh, But again, it's almost like a tale of two cigars, right? Now the second half is a much more intense. Gloves off. uh, There's no more nuance. There's no more of that niceties. Now we're we're in a street fight.
2: <laughs> Let's go. We're 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 gonna go bare knuckles with this one. Which is nice. I think I think most of Ferioteo's like uh product line, you know, they're all on that elegant, smooth, creamy, nice, not like that ass kicker, you know, palette scraper, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> type type profile. They they all fit this thing. So when this transitions into this like stronger you know it gets to a like a a, a nicer like more prominent like like flavor profile I think it, it it it's nice
1: it almost feels to me especially since it's a limited edition it's an homage to the aficionado to the big to, to the person who who enjoys the nuances of a good smoke because then it it, it totally ramps up for you right yeah. it's, it's it's a reward say so, hey you know, we, we you know, we kind of played around a little bit, we danced, now
2: it's time to time to seal the deal. It well, still
3: works great with C, by the way. I had a little bit left and uh, I enjoyed
2: it. When we first started the cigar <laughs> the I, I, I was trying to think of like what what what's the best yeah like occasion, you know, to smoke this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the first thing that came to that came to mind it's like, I don't know, it was like Chardonnay. And like after, like a fucking pasta with like lobster, and oh. like something like that. And I was thinking, man, this would be great after that. And now, after it ramps up, it's like now's when you're having your after drink, after dinner, like yeah. aperitif uh, cocktail. And like now it's like ramping up perfect.
3: Yeah, now it'll play with anything. What, what do you want to do? Yeah. I'm going to take it down. Yeah, it's good. Let's get the Jaeger bombs. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go.
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, listen. It's always a good time. And as always, we end every one of the Cigar Snob Magazine podcast with what did we learn today? So I'm going to
3: start with you, Mr. Eric. So I learned that Jimmy has a tremendous man crush on Mike (laughs) Herklotz, which started off as disturbing for me.
1: Well, but but then you
3: realize uh, it's valid.
2: He... (laughs)
3: I don't know about valid because I'm just trying to convince myself. Yeah, I think you are. I think you are. But uh, yeah, no, that's I didn't really think he was going
2: to overtake uh, George Clooney. Me mm-hmm. neither. And yet there it is with such a height difference. And uh, well, you know,
3: <laughs> Mike. Mike is giving up like a foot. To George Clooney, That's maybe okay. more. Listen,
1: listen. At the end of the day, George is getting old. Yeah, George is, his time has come. Mike, Thanks,
3: Mike is in the sweet spot for Mike, you. Mike, Mike's right there.
1: <laughs> Mike, Mike's in that area right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hercules is never gonna. Is I'll go to your show. I'll, is Jim gonna be there? No, no, no. Never mind. I'll, never I'll, mind. I'll
2: do it via Zoom. <laughs> he looks very uncomfortable there anymore. I will see. What do you this. got right now? I'm liking the the limited ten. The time yeah, that's limited, and so I'm, I'm. It was very. I was very impressed by it. You know. Yep. There's a. I'm always look. I always like these these cigars that over deliver. You know that that look like they're not that not that they're that they're not gonna deliver when, when i look at them but mm-hmm. i just feel like they're going to be softer and smoother and then they give you more i always appreciate that so i think this is what this did so i like it what i learned is first of all the t-shirt business
1: is booming with the smoky tree where we we have established <laughs> for a sure. brand for sure we're patenting it right now and and, we're, and if anybody's got any ideas let us know let us know. Questions oh. at cigarsnobmag.com. By the way, also,
2: if, if there's t-shirt a... T-shirt f- ideas at Cigarsnobmag. T-
3: t-shirt Mag. ideas at Cigarsnobmag. <laughs> uh, also, if... Uh, be
1: bourbon at cigarsnobmag.com.
3: <laughs> if you... Uh, yeah, if there's a cigar that you want us to try mm-hmm. because you think, oh, you know, you guys keep tasting, you know, cigars that maybe whatever in your neighborhood that they're not available or or whatever, let us know. If there's something that you want us to try, right? We're, we're getting a lot of questions and that's fantastic and keep those coming. But also, if there's something you want us to try, let us know. We're okay.
1: we're your guinea pigs. I mean, we're here for you. If there's something you want us to know, want us to smoke, want us to try, yeah, a, like a last, spirit, you know, we will going total wine on it. Yeah, why not? Last
3: show, the uh, the gentleman, he mentioned West Tampa Tobacco Company. Right. So maybe we'll do that. We'll do that in in an upcoming show. I mean, we have a a couple of shows already, sort of pre uh, ordained, but uh, but we can but we can uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, but we can do we can do something else uh, in the near future.
1: Listen, at the end of the day, this show is about you guys. This show is about making your experience that much better. And we're just, you know, we're merely really here for you guys. And so we appreciate it. And hey, and if uh, you like the show, give us five stars. Write a review. Always helps. And make sure to check out the YouTube channel. Yeah.
2: Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah,
3: definitely. If, you, uh, if you're, you're listening to this on audio only, did you know that we already are doing this on video? I know. Right? So yeah. check that you out. You can see what we look like. Well, and maybe then they maybe you want
1: to go back we to audio, like. but you can see what we look like. But and maybe they
3: want to see what the cigar looks
2: like. Yeah, Some other thing. That oh, I, oh, yeah, I, that too. One other thing that I want to throw in there is, is subscribe to our newsletter. If you haven't subscribed to it, mm-hmm. those those YouTube like recommendations that they do there on the algorithms, it, it doesn't come up for some reason when people are, you know, yeah, you, you can be terrible. the biggest fan, but even though we were the perfect, you know... Uh, suggestion to like yeah, it's the, like the perfect
3: content it. recommendation, recommendation and, still and, won't they, and,
2: and they still won't do it a great way to stay up to date on all the stuff that we're putting out is on our newsletter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and do all that stuff yep.
1: yeah it's all about Cigar Snob Magazine just look that up you'll find everything you need there For everybody here, we want to wish you all the best. Take care of yourselves. Take care of the people you love and reach out to people, especially, you know, make sure everybody's doing okay. Lots of hugs. And and we're thinking about you and appreciate you hanging out with us. For Eric, for Ivan, for Yami, for Nat, I'm Jim Rodriguez. Have a good one.
0: You've been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Tune in next time for more nonsense and chicanery. But in the meantime, you can find previous episodes of the podcast on cigarsnob.com podcast. Follow us at Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media platforms and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcast. Until next time, hasta luego.